one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome back to The Moments That Made Me with me, your host, Roxy Nafusi. I recently wrote an article for Kourtney Kardashian's wellness platform, Poosh, that was titled Own Your Slash, where I discuss the incredible gift of today's world, where we can have a multifaceted careers and be all the things we want to be. There are few people I can think of that demonstrate this better than today's guest. Rochelle Humes is a TV host, founder of My Little Coco, author of her upcoming cookbook at Mama's Table, and mother of her three beautiful babies, Alaya, Valentina, and Blake. To say I am inspired by her super boss to super mum powers would be an understatement. I cannot wait to hear her three defining moments that led her to where she is today. Hi. Oh my goodness, that is so kind. Thank you. <laughs> I do it seriously because I have been following you for years and I have one question that comes up time and time again, which is how do you have the energy for everything? Like, are you ever tired? You know what? I've been asked that so much lately and um, <gasps> yeah, I get tired. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I do you know what I literally I'm so I'm I'm passionate about so many different things and I've always sort of had I suppose that work ethic in me where I'm like you know this is great and we can make this happen and you know without sort of spreading myself too thin but just being passionate about lots of different things and I think mm. maybe that's sort of been instilled in me from my mom and she sort of, she was a single parent and worked every job under the sun to make sure that we sort of didn't miss out on anything so maybe a lot of it mm. comes from her sort of influence I don't know but I kind of yeah but don't get me wrong when that last child has gone to bed and I run that bath I literally have no words I'm done for the day I'm like, <laughs> that is it. there's zero life involved unless there's a tequila that's lurking around <laughs> <laughs> apart from that it's very yeah I'm exhausted at the end of each day but you know I think it's the same same as you right when you're particularly when you know you're a mother or you know you live sort of that side of it's a whole different side of your life to everything else that you just have to you get on with it don't you I suppose totally I I'm so with you and I think when you do have that work ethic in you it does just give you this little fire to just do it all, you just think, I'm yeah. just going to do it. I'm going to go for it, see what happens. Yeah. And then yeah, you end up with so. lots of things that you love doing. Yeah, and I think why not? I think we live in a world where I think, and I, th I do think that's shifting now in the past few years, but I think prior to that, you've been sort of pigeonholed of, you know, 
for example, Rochelle's a pop star and she's was, mm. you know, was in a girl band and that sort of, okay, that's what you do. You're not allowed to then randomly go and want to be, you know, host of television, but mm. why not? And I think when I first started, um, you know, I did start in telly before the group and then I knew I always wanted to end up back there again. When I started to pursue that was, there were definitely a lot of opinions like, you know, oh, she thinks she can do telly now because, you know, because I suppose I was a name and it was, I can, you know, appeared to be an easy transition, but it's kind of, it's not, it's a whole new thing that you're embarking mm. on. And I think you're, you're more than just one thing. And I think mm. that's really important. And I think I like to see it now. And I can see that on Instagram that people are wearing, and you know, women have been wearing different hats for several years. I'm not sure mm. why people are so shocked. <laughs> so I think, I think it's just refreshing now that the world's starting to embrace. You don't have to just be known or be defined by one particular thing. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I really couldn't. So let's go to your first defining moment. Okay. So do you know what? When I was thinking of these, I kind of, um, it's, it's, it's a hard one, isn't it? I think mm. a defining moment for me, I suppose I have many. And I think when I said, when you said there's three, I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, you're going to have to try and shut me up. I think, I think, and I think there's many for different reasons. I think it can be defining in your career, in your life, mentally. I think defining moment in my career for me, I think when I made that jump to sort of being assertive after, you know, us, me and the girls deciding that, you know, we thought we'd all sort of had enough for a bit and, you know, we'd lived that life for quite a long time. Um, and yeah, I guess we kind of wanted to like, you know, like groups do, there was five of us and we kind of got to that point where we actually want to do different things. And one thing I'm really thankful about that it was all very, we all were really on the same page. And I think that's really mm -hmm. rare when it comes to groups sort of, you know, hitting pause and deciding that like, you know, you want to call time on something. I think mm -hmm. you, I've heard stories and watched those docs before where, you know, it's like, oh, I really didn't want it to end, but I really didn't. I think we was all really aligned in knowing that it was time to sort of call it a day for a while. So I think defining for me in, I suppose, like when I really felt like I just pulled up my big girl pants and just got on with it was sort of deciding to say, right, well, I if, if this is what we're doing now, I really feel like I'm really passionate about television, as I was saying before. And I always have been and you know I'm going to be ballsy and I'm going to go out and I'm going to get myself my own agent and I'm going to be a bit independent that was that was for me really defining because mm. you can really get used to being comfortable and I think when you particularly when you're in a, a job where as I said you're only known for that you know and it's public so if you try something and it fails everyone's well aware of that so I think <laughs> sort of saying, you know, screw it, I'm just going to go for it and just see what happens. I think, yeah, that really sort of is, is it was a quite a pinnacle moment for me and I wasn't sure how it was going to go. And I just worked hard and, you know, pursued it. But I think that to me was quite a really big move in my life where it was like a big milestone where I'd sort of stepped out of maybe listening to agents and managers and you know, with whatever, this is what you should be doing. This is, you know, and how about actually what I think I should be doing, you know, and taking my own advice and my own opinion a lot more seriously. And I think, yeah, I was kind of like, it was really like at the time was like really like a real sort of 
I don't know, a really big life decision and it was really hard and I would be like so positive about it. Then I'd be upset to Marvin, like, am I doing the right thing? This feels really brave. And, you know, I'm leaving an agent and going to a new one and I don't really know. And, and yeah, I kind of, like I said, I felt really like, okay, this is sort of defining because I felt really sort of, I don't know. I suppose I felt quite mature at that point. Yeah. I feel like there is that kind of time where you suddenly feel like grown up. Yeah, exactly that. And I think, and bizarrely, like that was after I'd had a child. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even like, uh, you know, I had birth to a human and was like, I'm grown up. It was more just like a, a, you know, a decision of like, because I think in these in these sort of jobs you do take a, a, you take on board everybody else's feeling of mm-hmm. how you should present yourself and how you and I think it was that when a light bulb went off and I was like do you know what no come on you, you're, you're a big woman and you don't want to be doing the same thing forever and always thinking I wish I took a chance like be ballsy and own it and go for it and I think that's sort of why I found it defining. Oh, I love that. And I think especially like you were you were in a girl band, one of the biggest girl bands in the UK. And so, of course, at that point, it's really, you're part of a group. So it, I can only imagine it's much harder to find your own or feel that you have your own identity at that point. So oh, it's even oh. more important afterwards to go, oh, I just need to oh, be just- me. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's, which, you know, is, is totally fine because that's exactly what you're known for. And that's exactly, you know, you're so grateful of that because that's what makes you who you are. But then mm-hmm. it does also get to one point where you are just a member, you know, and mm-hmm. there's, there's some situations where you are just, I don't know, a Saturday or you are just a, you know, a little mixer or you, you and, until you sort of, go actually but who am I when I because you you don't sometimes you don't know who you are until you step away from Mm. something absolutely and when you started to do that you started to sort of step into your own um on the days that felt challenging or scary what Mm. was the kind of what how did you get yourself through those days well I think you get so used to having other people behind you so you don't really know like I suppose you don't really you don't really know any different for such a long time. So I would still be doing, you know, bar the music and bar the performing because then my new occupation would be hosting. I'd still be doing a lot of the same rounds that I used to do. So I would still be interviewed by the same people or I would still be, you know, going to the same events. And rather than sort of being sandwiched in and around four other women, I was on my own and we all had our strengths, you know. So if if it was, you know, if someone, oh, I don't really like talking about this too much, then someone else would take the mic or, you know, mm. and we all knew, we all had each other's back and we all knew sort of if someone was having a rough day, oh, I'm just not into it today, I've had a row with my fellow and I'm really upset today, <laughs> then it would, you know, it would be like, okay, cool, it's fine, we've got you. And it would be, mm. you could sit there and not have to deal with it. Um, so I think it's just that thing of that sort of realisation of, okay, this is all me now. And I think, so first of all, it was like, it was like an adjustment for sure. Mm. And then it sort of became empowering, if that makes any sense. Yes, totally. And there is that feeling of sort of empowerment. I think there is nothing quite like it. It's just so liberating. Exactly that. And I think, and when you get that, it's like, it's a feeling you don't want to give up. And I think Mm. that doesn't just mean, 
in a career perspective, you know, when you kind of make decisions and you feel oh, you, you do something or you, you know, for me, like having children and giving birth is a really empowering experience. And, mm. you know, whatever that is, it's kind of like, it shapes you, I think. Mm. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. What I honestly feel inspired already. And we're only one one moment in. <laughs> so what was then your second defining moment? I think I think I don't I think I just obviously having children and I think mm. that is such an obvious answer. Um but I think for, for for every obvious reason, right? So for you know, the fact that you are now someone's mother and it kind of changes and shapes you and you put everything into perspective and you're kind of the little things really really don't affect you the way that you know well at one mm. point you would have thought they were big things and then you realize they're actually really little um but also from so all of that obvious stuff and the fact that you love your children unconditionally and you know but also for the point that I the the previous point that I'd made before and I think it didn't so much hit me after one as much um because I was young when I had a letter I was 23 and when I think of my sisters now I think goodness me that is actually quite young Mm. and so I I think once I had Valley and I had two children I know it sounds silly but in my mind I'm like oh I'm a proper mum now (laughs) (laughs) I've got more than one child. Like, this is mad. Like, who even am I? Um, because I was young and I thought I'd just got, you know, I'd sort of just so, you know, Alaire came along and it, was, you know, changed our lives, but we were still so young. So I was still sort of doing all the things that I did before in the same sense. You know, it didn't really feel as, until I had two. And I think it was also an age thing. Mm. So I think, you know, having children definitely taught me to, sort of stand up for myself a bit more and you know it's okay to say no to things like you're you know because you're a big woman now you're someone's parent like you can't always be doing stuff to please someone else and Mm. I kind of I felt really sort of yeah I kind of again another light bulb moment in the sense of like I mean it's still to be honest with you Roxy it still really shocks me that I have three kids it's a lot of kids yeah and I just don't feel and whether it was what like I just don't feel like growing up like yeah and, and it's crazy because when my mum always says oh I can't believe you're this age and Jesus I mean Jesus I'm like I'm old now I'm like what are we talking about she was like because I still feel so young and I always think and I remember when like grown-ups said that when I was younger thinking that that's like oh gosh how embarrassing <laughs> But it's so true. Like, I just, I don't know. I feel like I'm just sort of beginning. I feel like I've got a whole lease of life, you know? I love Um, that. But but I think you did have Alea quite young, you know, kind of, really. And I think that you're still young now. And you are young. But because you've achieved so much, it must, I just imagine that it must be kind of nuts because it's like, I am still young, but I've got three kids. I've got this incredible career. I have achieved so much, but my soul is just like, I've got so much more to give. My soul is so youthful. And I feel like I'm going to be like the woman that's like a hundred. That's like, come on, let's go out. Like, like, please. Um, But yeah, so I feel what, like sometimes I have to check myself. Like yesterday, I, I was like, she had a little play date and I could hear her tape talking to a friend. Well, my mummy said that, oh my God, that's actually me she's talking about. Like, I still Aww. feel like, 
Like it's mad, you know? Um, so yeah, I think, I think, I think, yeah, having kids, I know it, it obviously changes everybody. And if you're lucky enough, you know, for that to happen to you, if that's something that you choose and that's what you want in life, it really does just change everything. Absolutely. And how do you find, so you've got three now and what would you say is kind of, do you feel like you were a different parent to each as you grew older? Like, do you feel like the way that you parent Blake say is so different because, because you are older and you know, you, we all change as we grow. I'm so carefree as a parent, (laughs) as in, um, and I don't know if that's because I'm older now. So I don't know if it was, if Blake was my first, would I still be the same? Or if it's because like, you know, I'm three down and I don't worry so much because I know that everything's going to be all right in the end. Like I remember mm. my mum saying to me with the layer, like, Michelle, she'll walk when she wants to walk. Like no one ever got to an age and because they, you know, and, and started crawling forever. That's just not a thing. Like, <laughs> Don't mean an adult that's crawling, like it's gonna be all right. So I remember thinking, oh yeah, it's so true. And just the little things, like I don't really like the first time, and maybe because I was young also, like I was like a sponge to everybody's information. And to the point where it actually I didn't even know what I thought about what I should do with my child. So I would like Mm. ask everybody's opinion and and it and I'd go, oh, someone would say to me, oh no, you need one of these blankets. And I'd go, oh, okay. And the next thing I want Amazon, I'm ordering it. But you know, just like like a little bit neurotic. Um, because it's my first, I suppose, and everything anyone said to me, I just thought I had to do. And mm. then the second as soon as I had another one, I literally didn't ask anybody's opinion on anything. You know, I wasn't waiting on everybody to say, This is how you do it, and this is and I think that is another thing that's really empowering. I didn't worry as much because it, it's such, you know, don't get me wrong, it all now comes with new worries. Like, you know, Alea's like, some of her friends at school have got a TikTok account and I won't let her have one. And I think, mm. you know, there's now, there's there's li- lots of different things, I think, along the way. Like my mum was like, it just continues and that's it will just be a different sort of worry. But in terms of having children and babies and toddlers, and I feel very... I'm just very relaxed with it. And I think, I just, yeah, I just think, oh, everything's going to be all right. As long as we're all doing the best job we can, that's, you know, then that's all we can do, right? I love that. Well, what a beautiful attitude to have, though. And I think, actually, I was recording... me till till three to be as relaxed. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't happen the first time, trust me. I was, like, crazy of, like, am I doing it okay? Oh, my goodness me, am I going (laughs) to... You know, but I do think it's it's weird the first time because you do just take them home from hospital and it's almost like, I don't know, I felt this where I went home and I was like, wait, is is no one going to check on me? Like, you're just going to send me home with a baby. Like, it's so weird. You're like, okay, this is it. I remember, um, like, saying to Marvin, do you think we can stay here an extra night? Because I actually had real, like, sort of fear of leaving the hospital Mm. with a so I kind of don't like you know a lot of people are like oh I couldn't wait to get home but I'm like no I I didn't really want to go home I think it was just so I felt like such a little bubble and you know there were so many people on tap that I knew knew everything <laughs> about babies where I was just like okay we're home now and 
oh right this is I just remember we had this moment where we both were like in our lounge and she was in the car seat and we were like this is it like this is this is really a thing you know yeah no turning back now yeah yeah (laughs) so you said something in there where you said that now that um you know you're a mother one thing that you do is you have learned how to say no uh, more and, yeah. and and I think a lot of people listening will relate to just that people pleasing tendency or feeling that pressure to say yes a lot and they are kind of in search of that moment of being able to say no more in a healthy way um, yeah. and what would your advice be to those people so I probably I probably had that sort of you know epiphany when I was 30 um, so not actually that long ago, I think that the, the, with the kids, you know, I was getting stronger and I was for sure, but I think not until a couple of years ago was hard. What, you know, did I just feel like I'm fully assertive? I think I, something happened. I got to 30 and I was like, you know, do you, we really think you should do this. Do you know what? I actually, I don't want to. And it's not, mm. I think it's knowing and feeling comfortable with the fact that you can say no without it being offensive. <laughs> yeah and that was something that I struggled with more than anything I knew I really didn't want to do it and I'd say yes to something thinking I really don't want to do that I don't want to do it I don't want to do it but I need to say yes because of I don't really know why because I feel like there's an expect expectation of me to say mm-hmm. yes and then it would get to the night or the day and I'd be dreading it that day and the day before and thinking I'll come back tomorrow why did I say this, I say this to it. <laughs> and it like this whole like a mental struggle with it where I just thought and I remember I made it my new year's resolution I was like I'm just gonna say no and that's like is, it was a was a, such a general thing as well so you know you'll have girlfriends that'll be like we haven't seen each other in so long please come on dinner next week knowing that mm. I've got kids I've got work, full-time job. That day I'm so busy. I actually don't have time. I did something at the weekend with some other mm. friends and I don't have time to have dinner and I feel terrible, but we actually haven't spoke for that long. And this is going to be one of those ones where it's like, it's a proper catch up and, mm-hmm. you know, I've not seen her for so long. So it's, will it be awkward? I don't know. And I just, I just should say no. So like, do you know what? Rather than say, because I just don't want to let people down or hurt anybody's feelings. And then that whole day I'd be thinking of ways that I could get out of the plans that I've made that night, which is just pathetic, rather than just saying, do you know what, I can't do that day because I'm working until seven um, and then I need to get home. You know, I want to go home and quickly put the kids to bed and et cetera, et cetera. And I won't really have time. And do you know what? I've actually won't have seen Marv a lot that week. So we'd actually quite like to have, you know, just be honest because as soon as I'm like that, everyone's like, no, babe, totally get it. What other date have you got? And, what and then I see what they've got and then we find one that everybody's comfortable with and it's really okay to say no and I think it was just I don't know why I just had that in my mind for so many years that people were I don't know that it was a thing that I was just letting people mm-hmm. down and I think that was something that you know that I struggled with more than I thought so I just made a conscious effort of like you know being truthful to myself in those situations and that, that might have been like that example like a social thing it might be a job thing that I'm like this is coming for you we think it'll be really good and rather than worrying like what if I don't do it you know and I remember you know thinking and the first couple of times it was like and then I saw someone else doing the thing that I had said no to and thinking oh maybe they were so good doing that like you should I've done it and then but then actually thinking no I said no because it wasn't right for me and that's why they look so good doing it because it's perfect for them you know I think just 
just knowing, going with your gut, because you everybody feels it, and it's the most sort of cliche thing to say, but we all feel it. We know. We know when something doesn't feel right to us, and we know when it does, and I think it's trusting in that and knowing that it's okay to. Oh, you, do you know, the way you describe stories, I think, and it's the same on your Insta stories, they're so relatable. And I think even that example just now, it's it's of the day of trying to think of all the excuses of how you can get out of it, but you know, you should have just said no originally. We've all experienced it. And I think you are 100% right in that being honest always wins because everybody will get it. Yeah, and it's kind of like, because I sometimes, you know, could be honest to a fault, you know, Um, but then there's some things that I'll be really, I don't know, like, I just don't want to upset people, you know, Mm. in those situations, and I think it's really, and it's the minor things that I'm worried about, it's like, it's not really a big deal, no one asked me, so what do you think of so-and-so, like, I'm happy, I'd happily give everyone my honest opinion. (laughs) But I'd be like scared to say I can't make it for dinner. Like it's nuts. Um, so yeah, I think I think I just you just have to trust in yourself a bit more. And I think, and I do think that does come with age. Like like I've not always felt that way. By the way, like I didn't always have that in the locker. Um, but I do now, and I feel comfortable in because you know realistically, are you ever offended if someone says, "Oh, babe, I can't come actually that that night because I'm working." Like that, exactly. would never, that would never offend you. You say, okay, cool. When can you do? So, you know, or if someone said to you, you know, oh, I actually, for example, if someone said to you, I can't make your podcast because I just, you know, sorry about that. Like you wouldn't, you'd think, okay, fine. You know, that's, it's not, it is what it is. They can't make it work. You wouldn't think, oh, how dare they have said no to my podcast. <laughs> you know, like, but I think you just, you just, oh, we, we're overthinkers, I think. And I think exactly. that's, you know, a lot of us are, aren't we? Oh, I completely agree. I always use this example of, um, you know, when, how many times, like so many of us won't want, will feel self-conscious about going out because if we're not feeling the, our best in the way we look, let's say, and we've all yeah. had those nights where we think, oh my God, I just don't, you know, I, I'm feeling a bit gross today and I don't feel like I look good, I don't want to go. And then I always say to people, well, have you ever gone out and thought, oh God, I would really enjoy my time with her much more if she looked a bit better. Like you would just never think that. And when, when you remember that, you're like, oh yeah, nobody is yeah. thinking that. Exactly. And I also think if you heard your friend say, oh my goodness, I don't feel, look at me, I can't, you know, you'd be like, what are you talking about? So I kind of, you have to like treat yourself how you would treat your friend sometimes, you know, and just go, oh, it's okay. And we're, 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 all, we're, you know, just know that like you said nobody has ever ever <laughs> felt that way ever literally ever ever and that really is self-love all of this is just it is just act you know cultivating self-love and I think you just do it bit by bit and you say no yeah. to one thing and then you realize it wasn't that big a deal yeah exactly and that was me like I remember I remember when I can't I can't actually remember what it was, but I remember the first time and saying to Marvin, oh gosh, uh, oh, she's read my message. Do you think she's stressed that I can't come? And he's like, no, she's probably read your message. Like, you know, cause he's very rational. And mm. he's, he was like, no, she's probably just read your message. And like you are now like running around and doing this and the other. And I'm like, oh yeah, sure, fine. Um, because I was, wor- but, but 
like the first time will feel weird and then you you know and then you're slowly become empowered by it Mm. um so yeah I kind of think it's just knowing that that our brains can sometimes make such a big deal out of things that really aren't oh Um, my god they can (laughs) like it's really and, and if you heard someone else say it sometimes you need to think of how you would advise your friends like if I, you know, if you heard somebody else say, say to me, oh my goodness me, no, they're really not, like, it's totally fine. And then just go with it. Like, you like you know, and you know that if someone else said that to you, that's what you would think. Exactly. I totally agree. And sometimes it's just even when you say it out loud, you already, by saying it out loud, realise how ridiculous those thoughts yes. are. You just exactly. think, oh God, actually there's no way this person hates me because I'm not turning up for lunch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just then becomes very yeah. obvious. Yeah, our yeah. minds, they do love And also people, them. like, you know, whether whatever it is, whether it's life, whether it's a friendship, whether it's work, people ask you a question for a reason. Like, it's a question. It, it's loud <laughs> That's so no. true. It's a loud yes or a no. It's not like a blanket. We have to make it happen. Um <laughs> You get given an option for a reason to choose one, and that no, that's all it is. It's nothing bigger than that. Oh God, I've literally never thought of that, but that is so true. <laughs> I know. I didn't think of it until I just said it. I'm like, yeah, it's true. You don't. You really. You have a. You have a choice. <laughs> no one's got that. a to your head. <laughs> if you like this podcast, then why not check out one of our other amazing Create podcasts. If you just want a good laugh, then check out The Weekly Roast. Listen, listen, bitch. Oh, listen, make, make, make an entrance. I'm a weak sugar. Uh, in the <laughs> I, will, I will fly <laughs> to the UK and I will cut you both. <laughs> for the more cultured ones among you, join Laura Wright for music in my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's go. <laughs> I'm so let's glad go. no one can see me right now because I'm doing, I was doing some weird <laughs> dance moves. Yeah, then, yeah. <laughs> Prefer a deep chat? Connie's got you covered on How Are You? The Wellbeing Podcast. I just became a lot more productive and happier Mm. and for me like that's just worth it the weekly roast music in my life and how are you just three more podcasts to feast your ears on find them wherever you found this podcast life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much like unexpected medical costs that's why united healthcare provides health protector guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs learn more at uh1.com how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with juvederm voluma xc in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, so what is your third defining moment? I would say launching my business. I would say that... um, that was obviously a really huge milestone for me. Um, Cause you know, in this world, you know, I've had lots of licensing deals before, you know, where I've had edits or, you know, and you know, that's something that I still do. Um, I've had edits or I've been the face of and, but never have I sort of thrown myself and my body and soul and bank account mm. into um, <laughs> my own venture. That's, all, you know, which is mine. And I have a business partner who's brilliant, but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's my business. Um, so yeah, kind of, I think that was really defining for me, um, to sort of, and I think, you know, and it didn't just, it didn't just start and it was, you know, it was an easy thing and it was a no brainer. There was, you know, years behind the development and the knowing that what I wanted it to be versus like, you know, speaking to retailers and mm. seeing what they thought of it and them telling me that they didn't think it needed certain things like our curling custard and there wasn't really an appetite for that, which I was like, well, well, there definitely is because there's lots of people, I don't know if you realise, <laughs> in the world of curly hair. And, you know, and me sort of really protecting my brand mm. and the values that I have for my brand and saying, well, no, this is an inclusive brand and this is, I'm not, I'm not going to compromise what I feel this is and what mm. I know this is what I've been creating versus to, you know, what some, you know, middle-aged guy has then told me what he thinks it should be because we're mm. not aligned. We're not the same people. Um, and do you know what? It's, uh, it's actually quite funny. I was saying this the other day. I won't name names of retailers. Obviously, Boots is the one that I went with because they literally, I sat down, it was like Dragon's Den. Um, I was so scared and it's so funny the girls I work with all the time now I'm like you were actually really intimidating Um, and I went in and I picked my brand and I said look you know basically because I was going to do it anyway Roxy I just thought that I really believed that this sort of brand should be on the high street and it should Mm. be you know available at an affordable price but a premium quality and I was just something that I was really passionate about an inclusive brand uh, brand that that you know that sort of takes care of everybody Mm. um and so I pitched it to them I showed them the whole thing and they were smiling and they you know which you people do in these meetings at that point they're not gonna but they got it there wasn't any like Mm. and then after that they had emailed and said we are we are in we want this and they didn't want to change a thing and they and they and to this day they trust me on knowing exactly who my audience is and what my brand should be. So I think sometimes holding, and I could have, I could have rushed it and gone two years before Mm. um, had I have listened to the, you know, everybody else's opinion um, and not, you know, maybe have launched with four products and not the seven that I wanted. 
but I, there was just I just knew I just knew that I only want to work with people that get it and get me and that's sort of my attitude through you know through all of my work you know I just want to be surrounded by nice people that that share the same passion as me and understand where it is I want to go um so yeah it's such a nice process and I'm thankful because obviously it's my brand anyway it's not Boots's brand but they read they read they're my retail partner Mm. um but you know a pandemic happened and the the best thing I ever did was was go with a retail partner and not just put it on you know my own um website because you know Boots was one of the only stores that were staying open during the pandemic and we literally looked you were at the launch it was literally like mm. a few weeks before that all hit right last year um, yeah it was so kind of, it, yeah so it was literally we were literally like three and a half weeks in and then we all then you know what we what we all know happened so I kind of I'm really thankful that it was in a retailer such as Boots that's a pharmacy mm. that's so specialized in skincare and you know health and that we were still managed to sell so I think it was definitely a scary time because as I said I put everything into it but I'm so pleased and you know to the retailers that told me there was no appetite the curling custard is our best-selling product so it's actually quite it's, it's it's quite funny and life works in mysterious ways sometimes well I think it's so it's such an incredible story because firstly I just imagine you, I feel like you're such a, I can imagine you're the most loyal friend and that you have this very protective, yeah, I can feel it. And it's like this protective nature. And I think I can honestly imagine you being told like, no, there's no appetite. And you just being like, excuse me, really protecting your belief and your desire really, which ultimately is to help all especially children feel that their their curly hair is represented everywhere right that's that's the essence of it and I feel like you protected your belief and especially for me from a manifesting point of view this is like clear manifesting in action you kind of stuck to your guns you knew what you wanted you held out and then look you you went with boots who are incredible and were able to to stay open through the whole pandemic so it really was all just so aligned and meant to be it was and like you say I'm I'm you know I'm such a believer in the law of attraction and and manifesting and um and that you know that's probably why I, I I I stuck to my guns in the way that I did you know if I wasn't if I was a little maybe more impulsive or I was a little more you know worried about everybody else's perception which might have happened if it was 10 years prior Mm. Um, you know it would have been a very different story so I just think you just you always you 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 know yourself a lot more than you than you know if that makes any sense totally Um, so yeah I kind of I'm just always thoughts are things and you think it enough it's gonna happen Oh, I love it. Yes. And you know, it's really, it's a bit like when we spoke about just now about um, sort of building that, tr- that ability to say no to things. In the same way, you have to build inner trust. So you have to be able to, to get to the point where 
you can go, no, I, I actually trust that I know my audience and I know what people yeah. want. You also yeah. have to build that over time to really do. start you to really go, do. I do know. Yeah. But then I also think it, it can take one person also believing in you mm. that can flip that switch because I know what my audience is and I know, and I, do you know what there was, when it came to this, I was like, this is the one thing that I have control of my life. Mm. It's the one thing that I've solidly done without anybody else. Mm. As in like, I'm launching a brand. I didn't do, you know, it wasn't something that my agent come up with. It wasn't like, this is coming for you. It was all mine. And, mm. you know, still is. And every down to every detail, like there's nothing that happens on, on you know, across my little cocoa without me knowing there's not an email sent there's not a you know a font that I haven't approved you know everything is me so I Mm. kind of think when you're so in tune with that and you believe it I think I actually think that in turn others do definitely if that makes sense of course like anything it always takes that one person that empowers you so, you know, mm. like there's a brilliant lady on our team at Boots, actually. And she was like, we were on a Zoom and she was like, at the end of the day, you know, when I'm talking about new MPD and what I've got coming and if Boots want to take it. And she's like, if you've got it coming and you know, like, I, I trust you, we'll take it. So the fact that she has that attitude in, inspires me even more because I'm like, this is going to be amazing because and, and, and it kind of it leaves you open. So I think as long as it's so apparent to you, Mm. I think other people instantly get it because it's, that's why it's good because it's not, it's not false. It's not, you know, rushed. It's, it's totally what, what you want it to be. Exactly. Now you've got a new, I just saw today on your story. You've got a new scent launching. Yes. We launched that, um, this yeah this month it's mad it's when I when I look now and I'm like we launched with like seven products and now we've just got multiple in different scents and this that and the other what we did is we took our best sellers and we like the curling custard for example and um made a new scent which is aloe and pear just super fresh it's so lovely um (laughs) and yeah it's it's such a deliciously edible smell and um yeah, I'm really, really excited about it, actually. I went in store and saw it the other day, that it's it's now it's landed, it landed Aww. on Monday. How does it feel when you go in? Because I know you do your secret shopper, which I love. <laughs> and tell me, how does it feel? Does the novelty ever wear off of Never. seeing something that has just, you, you've, you've given birth to? <laughs> Honestly, it's crazy. Like, it, it will never, ever be old. Um, and I walk in there and I just want to loiter in the aisles. It's bizarre. <laughs> like in some of them, especially now when you go in and like it's been sunny, so I wear sunglasses and then I've got a mask on. Like people obviously think, who is this? <laughs> and I'm like properly loitering. And I love, because I love, and then I'll be standing at the end of the aisle pretending I'm looking at something else and then watching other people go up to it or hearing a oh. kid talk and be like, oh, mommy, can we buy some more of this? Because this is my favourite. <gasps> I could cry. Oh. And it's like, like, I have to, you know, it, it's crazy. Like, I just, yeah. Um, oh. it's, it's, it will, honestly, it will never, never get old. And I'm so passionate about it. And obviously, I go into work every day and I'm at my office and then we're creating something. And then, 
next thing you know, it'll be in the shop. And then I, then I see people using it and then telling me they've now bought it again because they've run out. And that's just like the ultimate goal. Well, we love it in this house. My whole family, my nieces with their curly hair. We all love it. Your nieces are so beautiful. Oh, thank you. And they, do you know, and they've got very, very curly hair with their dads from Grenada. And, you know, having those books and having those products really genuinely have helped them to be more confident in who they are. So, I mean, I just think, look, when you can do something that makes a difference, and especially, I think, to young girls, because that is where their self-esteem is being built from. I think it's just incredible. So, you know, hats off to you. Thank you. And to you, and to you too. Oh, thank you. Honestly, you really are. You're like a ray of sunshine on Instagram. Oh, thank you. you Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you quickly about your cookbook because, I mean, I don't know when you popped that one out. I forgot to say, but... (laughs) <laughs> but that was you a lockdown project you are always cooking and um I never cook so I'm just always in awe um tell me about the cookbook um well do you know what so a friend said to me at the start of the first lockdown when we didn't really know what was happening and then when the time started extending um because I suppose in our job right you know I'm self-employed so I've never sort of if I take time off, it was like sort of guilty time off. Like, oh mm. gosh, I should be doing this, that and the other. But when the world sort of stops and you have to go with it, it was kind of like as much as awful as it was, it was kind of quite, you know, it was quite nice in the, mm. in the sense of like, you know, I, ha- I can't work. That's it. I can't work because no one, you know, might, you know, we were supposed to go and take the new series of the hit list. We couldn't do it because the studio was shut and, you know, etc etc so I was like right what am I going to do I need to be productive because that's how I am in my brain um and my friend said to me you you know everyone was sending around little things to do and uh, I remember getting this thing it was almost like a meme on Instagram but it said like you know things you should be doing lockdown make sure you're playing with your kids etc etc um quiz nights you know get in contact with people that you haven't spoke to for ages all of that stuff and then it said write down your recipes because one day your kids will want them and I thought oh my goodness me it's so true like all I do is cook and I'm you know and I try as much as I can to get my kids involved but let's face it when everyone's in from school and it's all a bit of a rush you haven't got time to sort of go oh, this we're putting in this and we're doing that's not real for every night unfortunately so I thought everything that I know that I cook and I know that my kids love and that Marv loves and you know that we do together as a family I'm going to write down and then it was like it was the weirdest thing I then from Penguin my publishers got a thing to say we'd love to work with Michelle on a book um you know we know that she writes children's books is there anything she'd like to do I said well uh, you know at the minute I'm doing this and we were going for ideas of things that I've been up to and then they were like what would you like to do a cookbook I was like yeah and it just came from there so it was almost like the same sort of thing again where it kind of destiny again yeah it was like the weird law of attraction thing happened again which is always why I'm such a believer um so yeah it kind of it it spiraled from there really and it's been so nice and I mean I make a lot of food anyway but recipe testing I cannot tell 
how much food I was making, but it was good because I was doing it throughout lockdown, which was, I mean, everyone became a chef in lockdown, right? <laughs> Even I became a chef in lockdown. I mean, yeah, in last lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made a lot of banana bread. Oh yeah, lots of banana. The name at Mama's Table is so fab. How did you come up with that? Well, but you know, Mama's my name, and it was just we kind of. I went through lots of different names, but it was always like Mama involved, and I was like, you know, everything does happen at Mama's table. We eat, yes. you know, whether it's like my friends come over and, and we're, you know, someone might be crying because they've had a terrible week or moving <laughs> to an amazing one or whatever it is. You know, my table has seen a lot over the years. <laughs> Oh, I love it. And I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I am actually going to try and make some of your recipes. So I will I'll send you back just what I do. So I have a few quick fire questions for you. Uh-huh. Okay, so the first one is your most memorable book. Oh, my most memorable book. There's one called, oh, I think it's um, when I was little. I loved it. And then I bought it for my kids. What's it called? It's something Postman. Oh, um, um, the Jolly Postman or something. The jolly postman and, and no. You open letters. Yes, yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. Jolly postman. It's the Jolly Postman. It's one so of my favourite books ever, and Alaya loves it. And you pick out the little letters and you read them to. It's one of my favourite books ever. It's it's so underrated. I feel that I never see it anymore, and it's such a good one. Oh my god, you need to get it for your baby because it's the best. It's, it's like so it makes cute. you feel all nostalgic when I read it. <laughs> um, your favourite quote: "If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got." Oh such a good what quote. you've always got god it's a bit of a tongue twister isn't it if you <laughs> always do what you've always done you'll always get what you've always got oh i love it that's actually one of my faves it's such a good one and it really is just <laughs> about stepping outside your comfort zone doing yes. something different making change growing evolving yes. and then also it. if you've always done the same thing you just you can't be mad when it's all you know nothing changes so i think you just have to if that's okay with you and you don't want anything to change, that's fine. But if you're seeking something different in life, you're at the helm of that. Yeah, exactly. It's like um, nothing changes if nothing changes. Exactly that. Um, who is your most influential mentor? That's a good one. I would say it's like I have a sounding board probably of three people that help me just with life and and that would be my mum my aunt my aunt just always just has the best advice on everything Mm. and I think when you know like when you struggle to see stuff when if something if you're in a situation something's happening to you and you're like oh gosh Mm. what do I do she's almost like would be would have my back like she's fighting for me if you know what I mean she's like no Mm. you because you know like when you doubt is this okay like someone did this or said this like is that weird? Because it made me feel a bit funny. And she would be like, no, 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 that you should, you're, you're right to feel funny because that's wrong. And, and she'll always like, she'll have the best advice. And Marvin, because he is purely the best listener in the land. Oh. And he won't judge. He'll just listen. And then, you know, sleep on it, monitor me. Like he's just honestly like... <sighs> With that, he's just so brilliant and so um, like he's just the sort of calmness. Like calmness is Marvin's superpower. Like, um, yeah, he is so chill. So I think that I just find that always 
when I'm not feeling so calm, I know who I'm calling, you know. That is amazing. What an <laughs> what an amazing support group. Yeah, I'm very that. lucky. I'm very lucky. Oh. Um, what is your go-to feel-good film? Pretty Woman. <laughs> Like, do you know what we've had that on this show like four times it's the best yes I'm like if I've had like a stressful day and everything you know it just you know I just feel like you know everything's happened and the world's on you I will watch Pretty Woman I'll have a bath I'll chill with my hubby and I am brand new the next day like I I just pretty woman is my I don't know that's all the meditation I need <laughs> yeah even just for that one scene where she just says big mistake huge I'm like you tell them <laughs> it's so true um, a song that cheers you up it's sister sledge I'm thinking of you I love that song <laughs> it makes me so happy Instantly, oh. I feel like I'm at a wedding. You know, and I'm thinking of you, and then yeah. you do. I love that song. <gasps> oh, I'm gonna listen to it after this. So I have this thing. I always listen. I always listen to the song after I record. Just please, to, please listen to it. <laughs> I love that. Um, I love that. A moment where you felt most proud at parents' evening. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Oh God, what what is a parents' evening like? Tell me. My God, you just wait. Do you know what? Because I really don't. When it comes to like academics and all of that stuff, I'm like, listen, it's amazing when it's going well and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But I, if when someone tells me that my children are kind and you know that they're always helping out others and making sure nobody's left out, and I no, I I get they think that I'm a bit neurotic. I think because someone's. Like I'm like the I'm strong as an ox in life, but when someone compliments my kids, I just cry. I can't oh, help it. Like when you know, like when like they t- you know about their personality or what you know, and I just or they say oh, they're such a credit to you or this that and the other. <laughs> I get so emotional. So yeah, parents <laughs> evening or just you know when you hope you're doing a, a good job and someone like sort of says that, but through your kids, it's just the most <laughs> incredible thing. Like a top tip for dealing with stress. That is really hard. Because I think stress affects different people so differently. Mm. But I think it's just knowing and trying to sort of be at peace in the fact that you're stressed. And if that makes any sense, Mm. like this is a stressful period and I'm stressed and it's okay. I'm not in denial about that. It's just a temporary situation. And I think that's what we find hard to bog ourselves down in the fact that we you know it it then sort of spirals where you can we can always pick things back up again and you'll always come out the other side so I think it's just yes you're going through a really stressful time and it's not nice but take peace in the fact that you're going to come out the other side and it's just temporary it's not forever do you know I have not had an answer like that and I think that is just so incredible just to be able to go just accept it and it's okay and yeah. let it be. Because things are stressful you know yeah. there's unfortunately there's no denying that you know there's things in life that are going to be triggers and there's things in life that are going to stress you out but mm. you know if it's sent to you I feel like it's sent to you because you you can handle it my mum always says that like Things are uh, things that test people are only sent to the strong, and it's because you can handle it. 
and it's in it's a small period of time that's what you just have to remember in terms of your life you're going to look back and go god remember that that was annoying and and, and you won't get anything about it (laughs) so what I love your family. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Um, the last question is, what is one thing you'd like to achieve in the next year? Ooh, I think continued success for my business. I think there's a lot that I'm putting into it. And at the end of the year, there'll be lots of new things and like different ventures and places we're going with the brand outside of what we're doing now. Mm. And I think... That would be my wish for that to be a success and for us to be out of a bloody global pandemic. (laughs) Well, I have no doubt that you are going to continue to succeed in anything that you put your mind to. Um, Rochelle, honestly, I have just loved, loved talking to you today and I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show. No, I've absolutely loved it. And I've been really looking forward to this. Honestly, every time I see your posts, I'm like, oh, there she is. Like, I always, it's always at the good time when you're like, yes, okay, give me a step guide to manifesting, please. I'm here. You know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm so into it. So thank you. Oh, thank you so, so much. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.